Hello everyone, how's it going? My name's Chris Badonski, and welcome to No Longer Game Solitis. Um, I, uh, I recently had an idea, uh, actually it's been a couple weeks now, uh, and also I should say happy 2019, happy new year. Um, starting off the year kind of on a weird step for me personally, uh, a lot's happened in the past few weeks, uh. I've been uh, talking with a few people, trying to get some guests to come and be on the new version of the podcast, which I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys now. is called Chris vs. the World. Uh, I haven't changed the name of the podcast yet officially because I am currently waiting on a commissioned uh, logo for the, uh, like a new logo uh, that I personally came up with myself, but I want it to be digital and I want it to like look nice and pristine and and, sh and have a nice shine to it um <clears throat> hopefully that'll be done here pretty soon but i'm making this because a lot of people have had a have had like you know just bad endings to 2018 and weird beginnings on 2019 and so i had a lot of thoughts about my podcast and i realized it was kind of like uh, I kind of fucked myself over a little bit in saying that, like, I should only talk about video games. Uh, when there's so many other things I, I would want to talk about. It's just the video games is one of the strongest things I know how to talk about. Because, well, I've played them my whole life. I understand how, like, I understand the process that goes into making a video game. Because I've, I've actually attempted to make my own. And it's not easy. <laughs> it, I was three months into my project... And then I came into the problem of, because I was using Blender to create these, like, because it was a side-scrolling game. So I used Blender, I created a sphere, and then what I did is you go inside the sphere and you create a platform. And that platform has to track all the way around into the, into the uh, next place. But I'm, I'm getting off topic. I know video games so well. I've played them my whole life, and I love them, and so... I figured, hey, talk about what I'm, what I know, what I'm good at. But I realize that sometimes that's not what people want to hear. Sometimes people want to hear your opinion on other things. Um, I had a plan for Christmas uh, to do a Christmas episode and to try to uh, have the new version of the podcast up. But I guess I've, I've kind of been putting it off um, because honestly, sometimes I get scared. Like I, I. I don't ever voice it and I rarely ever tell anyone I don't even think I've told my fiance who is uh, over at her mother's right now visiting uh, for New Year's Day but I'm honestly terrified every time I upload something uh, either whether it's to YouTube or to the podcast I am terrified because uh, I realize that if I say one wrong thing that's the end of my online career that's it it's over Nothing I can do about it. Um, because I'm so small in terms of internet uh, personality. There are... I mean, I realize there's not a lot of people like me. Um, but at the same time, there are a lot of people who share the same characteristics that I do. Uh, people who want to entertain for a living. That's a very common... That's a very commonplace kind of thing these days people find that if it's something easy to do, 
they will do it. And if they can't do it, they'll just find something else that's easy to do. This is not about easy for me. I have been on the internet for over five years. Since I was 18, I was on YouTube. And I tried multiple projects. I tried skits. I tried uh, gameplay videos. I tried vlogging. Um, very recently, I've tried uh, game theories, which some people have busted my chops about. Um, because it, people are just saying that I'm a ripoff of... Uh, I'm a Matthew Patrick wannabe. And if anybody knew Matt Pat, and he he is the original game theorist, he created the Game Theorist channel and everything that came after. Um, anybody who knows how Matt Pat is, he would not want you to be rude or snarky about it. Definitely, like, say something. Be like, hey, maybe try to make the content your own. You know, it's like I understand you took inspiration from him, but try to break away from him a little. But that's not what I got. I got some of the worst backlash I've ever gotten on a video I've ever uploaded. Uh, I've gotten some bad uh, comments on plenty of my videos. Um, some of them uh, more vulgar than others. But they still... I, I, I kind of tried to push those out of my out of my mind and move past them. And I think that's ultimately what what makes it kind of real for me in terms of being terrified of it. Because, like I said, one wrong phrasing, one wrong word, and that's like everybody's opinion of me is just in the garbage. Nobody's going to take me seriously anymore. Um, very recently, I've been talking to a, a fellow creator, Paul Davis Griffin. Um, him and uh, another entertainer on the internet called Drew Molino, uh, do a podcast on Anchor together called The Most Spectacular Podcast. You should definitely go check them out. That's The Most Spectacular Podcast. Uh, they haven't posted in a while, but, you know, I trust that, uh, it's just some, uh, either scheduling errors or maybe something's going on in their personal lives. Uh, and you can't fault them for that because it happens to everybody. Just very recently, uh, one of my favorite comedians, Christopher Titus, uh, Christmas Eve day, his uh, Yorkshire Terrier was uh, uh, killed by another dog. And it, it was very hard for him and his wife. His wife didn't even like comment on it at all. Uh, and maybe it's not my place to talk about it, but that is a very terrible thing to have happen, especially on Christmas Eve. Um... But, you know, things like that happen, and it's up to the person to react how they feel they should. Or or what is natural for them in the grieving process. Or just with whatever happens. Like I said, for the past few weeks, I haven't posted anything on here since uh, November 30th, I think. I think it was the last time I posted anything. So about a month now. It's been about a month. And uh, I've, I've just been putting it off because... The the uh, last one I did where my fiance was on, it was very fun. I had a lot of fun talking with her about uh, Pokemon and getting into our personal lives a little bit. And and I don't mind talking about that kind of stuff because I'm a fairly open person. I mean, you ask me how my day is, I'm going to tell you. It's like, oh, you know. <laughs> Even if it's something like super personal, like, oh, you know, I've been running to the bathroom all day. And people go, okay, I don't need to know anymore. 
and I stop. I don't bombard them with shit they don't want to hear about, but I'm a fairly open person. If you want to know why I seem grumpy, I'm going to tell you. If you want to know, hey, why you seem so happy today, I'm going to tell you. If uh, you want to know how my mother is doing, I'll tell you. But <clears throat> back to what I was saying before. Uh, I've been talking to uh, Paul for about a month now about uh, being on the podcast and being a potential guest. And he said that he would. And right now I'm trying to set a date for when we can record. Um, like I've got a, I've got a, a daily job five days a week. I go out and I, I do my job. So I understand work being an issue. That's, you know, it's a, it's a part of life. This is ultimately my, I, I have indulged my biggest hobby regardless of the fact that many people don't listen to me. Uh, but I find that the few people who do or may, I like to, okay, let me, let me try to sum this up into a way that is not as lengthy as uh, I've told it to other people. When I was a little kid, I wanted to make people smile. I wanted to make them laugh. That just meant like being the class clown. So for a little while, nobody took me seriously. And then people started making fun of me for it. So I overate as a kid. And I was a, I was a fairly stout young man. And I still am, kind of. But I've recently turned my life around. I've started dieting. And I've already lost about, uh, in a, in a six-month span, I've lost almost 40 pounds. So I'm fairly proud of myself for that, but I'm not patting myself on the back yet because every morning is, you got to get up, fight those demons in the back of your head, and just push forward. Now, I will admit for the past uh, month, it has been fairly cold outside, so I have not gone on my morning walk schedule. Uh, <laughs> because I don't feel like walking in 30 degree weather in shorts and whatnot because I don't. I don't own a pair of jogging pants because I just <laughs> I don't want to look stupid. Um, but uh, I just always wanted to make people smile, make people laugh. And when I reached middle school, I realized I had no friends because nobody took me seriously. So I kind of became a darker individual. I, I didn't talk to people. I stayed closed off very much. And I, it, it damaged me in a way that I was, I was the sole, like, I was the sole reason why. And I didn't realize that until I got older, that it was my own fault, that I did the things that I did to myself. And it, it, like there was nobody else to blame. I realized that I went about wanting to, you know, make people feel better in the wrong way. So when I hit high school, I realized that I want to make people f smile and laugh, but I still want them to, you know, have some form of respect for me. So 
one day I was, you know, sifting through YouTube and I found this channel that was fairly new called Game Grumps. And I listened to it and I watched it and it was hilarious. And over the course of three months, I slowly started to realize who Aaron Hansen was. He was Ego Raptor. I had watched his uh, Poke Awesome series, his Metal Gear Awesome series on uh, Newgrounds. And I had no idea for the first three months. And when I found out it was him, I was like, oh my god, not only can he animate, but he's actually a funny person. And I think it was at that moment that I realized people can be good at multiple things. So in my second year of high school, I really went out there and I applied to the drama department. And I became better at acting. I can cry on cue. I'm very good at uh, monologuing and make it, making it seem natural. Um, after that, I moved high schools and there was no drama department in the second high school I went to. So to kind of broaden my horizons, I joined the JROTC, which for those of you who don't know is the junior recruitment, uh, I can never remember what the hell it stands for. I remember junior recruitment. That is it. Uh, give me just a moment. <clears throat> junior reserves oh not okay junior reserves officers training corps uh i was in the i was in an army branch version and it taught me uh a lot of things firstly it taught me the importance of personal health and uh a good physical fitness regimen which i didn't <laughs> really start implementing until i was out of high school honestly um and it taught me a lot about leadership. So that helps in a lot of situations too. When other people freak out. Um, and it also helps that I've been through a lot in my life. I have seen the best and worst of humanity. I have seen... I have seen people who are willing to kill to get what they want. And I have seen people who are willing to give everything they have so that somebody else can be happy. I have seen the best and the worst. And as a part of being on both sides, I've seen a lot of shit. I've had a lot of shit happen to me. I've had a lot of shit happen to people I know. And so I have scars, like metaphorically and also physically, but that's not important. Uh, but I have scars, so I know how to handle the world, like, some people, they get frustrated when their toilet gets backed up and, and are like, oh my god, there, there, there is no god, it's just ne never going to stop, it's just constant shit flowing out of the toilet, no! Meanwhile, me, I'm over on the other side of the United States dealing with people literally screaming in my face telling me that I'm an idiot, and I just stand there and smile. Because, you know, I'm a sociopath, apparently. I don't know that for certain. I do know that I'm ADHD, but I do not know if I'm a sociopath. I'm pretty sure I'm not. I have a pretty good sen sense of empathy. So, empathy and sympathy. I, ha I have both. <laughs> um, but there are just some people who can't handle all forms of situations, but I adapt. I adapt very well. Uh, I have been all up and down the east coast of the United States uh, from the ages of 10 to 17. 
at the age of 11, I moved from my home state of Alabama to Florida. I moved from Florida back to Alabama. Uh, I moved from Alabama to... Uh, New York, I think it was, and after that. And I even went as far as to move out of the country, if only by a few miles. Like, there was no checkpoint or anything, but we technically lived in Canada for a few months. In Ontario. I think. I'm not 100%, I'll be honest. <laughs> um. After that, we moved to Louisiana. And after that, we moved back to Alabama. And then we traveled for a little bit. Uh, we traveled to uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, then Corpus Christi, Texas, um, uh, Maryland. Been to, been all up and down the East Coast. So I adapt fairly well to new situations, new people. And it's also why I don't sound like most people. I have a fairly neutral accent. I hear northern people tell me that I sound very southern. I've had southern people tell me I sound very northern. And then there are the people in the middle, that, like in Maryland and North Carolina, which is where I currently am, that tell me, no, I just sound normal. Because they're in that midsection. There are plenty of people here in North Carolina that I know that sound like northern people, and then there are people who I work with on a constant basis that sound very southern. So it's like I found the right place to be. Um, I have completely forgotten where I was. See, this is what I meant when I said I was ADHD. I get off topic and I talk about something else for a moment and then I completely forget that I forget what I was talking about. This is why I need somebody on the show to help me keep track of what the hell I'm talking about. Um, but this is going to be a fairly short episode. I'm only going to try to keep this around 30 minutes long. Um, however, starting next week with a new episode, hopefully if I can get a hold of Paul, uh, the very first episode is going to be at least an hour. I am doing research for right now. I am trying to make it more of a point to do plenty of research beforehand. I mean, I did on the, um, Pokemon Let's Go one, but on the Assassin's Creed one, I kind of just rambled for a while. I don't like podcasts where I talk by myself because I feel like I ramble and I feel like people don't like that and I don't know why but what other people think of me has a very like it's a very prominent sense in me to care what other people think about me when I really should just do it for me like I've heard a lot of people and I've even had uh, two friends of mine who are improv comedians tell me that the worst thing you can do is care too much about what the audience thinks. You're going on that stage and you're going up there to talk about what you're there to talk about. You're not there to try to appeal to their everyday lives. If you do that, you're one, you're going to tank, or two, you're, you're going to offend somebody. You go up there with the mentality of, this is my show, these are things that have happened to me, or this is stuff that I want to talk about that I find fairly funny, and I hope you do too. Now, there are other comedians that you know go out of their way to try to appeal to the masses, try to you know hit every point for everyone. Those are the people who stretch themselves too far, in my personal opinion. 
and then you've got comedians like George Carlin, who has passed away now for I don't know how long it's been. But uh, you've got George Carlin, Robin Williams, who they didn't really even tell life. They didn't tell a lot of life stories about themselves. They more or less just constantly kept you up to date with what was going on in the world and how it was changing and what was weird about it and why it was funny and scary. The best thing you can do to make something scary funny, well, I actually, I just completely and totally fucked up the way I wanted to say that, but the best way to make something not scary is to make it funny. And so, I guess that's what I'm trying to do with this new version of the podcast. Uh, I'm not necessarily going to talk about politics or anything. I hate talking about politics. People get revved up about that. Uh, they get upset over it. Families have been destroyed by this past election and are still being destroyed because of the outcomes that have come from said election. All the things that are going on in the U.S., the the uh, the camps for children, the the uh, the whole uh, I can't remember what it was, but there was a man who was dismembered by a couple of I can't remember what country they come from, and I'm not gonna say something and know that I'm wrong. Uh, but anyways, that's all politics, and I try not to talk about it. But sometimes, sometimes I want to, but realize that the world we currently live in. If you say one thing wrong, that's your ass, and you're gone, and you're done. So, that's kind of why I've named this podcast Chris vs. the World. Because sometimes that's just how it feels. And I know it's not just me. I know everybody feels like the world is against you. Everything is fighting against you so that you can't be happy, so that you can't do what you want to do. And at the same time, the world is us. The world is what we made it. The world is... I hope I use this word right. The world is a machination of the human condition. The world before humans... It was... Just that. It was... The world. Animals didn't use its resources like we do. They you know, they hunted, they, they ate the flowers and the grass and... You know, they made nests and such and such. But they didn't use it to the way that we do. We pump oil from the ground. We we dig out these huge caverns for coal and diamonds and shit that really is intrinsically worthless. Coal has a use. Diamond has no use. Believe it or not, diamonds are intrinsically worthless. I think I have no idea what the hell makes them so expensive. And one of these days, I'm sure I'll get into it. But, not this time. But, all in all, it's really us versus the world. But the world is us, so it's just us standing in our own way. We made the world this way. We are responsible for the current situation we find ourselves in. Those who came before us are our biggest problem. So what we need to do is we need to evaluate where we stand and make it to where in 50 or 60 years we haven't screwed it up for the next generation. 
So, I guess that's all I really have to say. I'm really kind of cutting it short. But, that's really all I have. Uh, thank you, anybody and everybody who listens. Um, I know this is kind of a somber, uh, kind of a mm, not really hyper way to pump up the new version of the podcast, but I, like I said, I've just been kind of off these past few weeks. And it took some words of inspiration from somebody who I admire to quote-unquote get off my ass and make my dreams come true. And that starts with me, getting out of my own way. And also now means me facing the world as it is, fighting against the odds to push out on top. So, without further ado, welcome everybody to Chris versus the World. I'll see you guys next week. Remember, you keep your pants dry, your dreams wet, and remember, hugs, not drugs. I've got to word that differently. Either that or just lose my tone.